Vikings are entering week eight, John, and we're asking the question we knew we would be asking at this juncture. Can the Vikings hold off the Bears to win the NFC North? <laughs> How about that, huh, Jim? I mean, I, I think, like, if anything, they they the Vikings went on the bye, and, man, did their situation even improve more. You get the Packers oh, loss. And, and yeah, if, if the Bears, in fact, are their chief uh, competition in the NFC North, boy, this thing is really uh, unfolding just beautifully for the Purple. I think I said last week that the Vikings should win the division. I feel even better about saying that at this point. Uh, I don't think the Bears are – the Bears are interesting. I don't think they're good, but they're no, interesting. No. And, they, and they play hard, and Justin Fields is a tremendous athlete, and he can make some plays. But I watched that Packers game on Sunday, and here's the bad news for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is playing fine. Uh, he's, mm. he's, it's not like Aaron Rodgers needs to turn anything. He's throwing the ball into receivers' hands. <laughs> the, the offense is working as designed. The, the receivers are actually open. The ball is hitting them in the hands, and they are dropping it. Or on some deep routes, they are running obviously the wrong route or not on the same page with Rodgers, and Rodgers is throwing a 60-yard bullet, and there's no receiver within 15 yards because the receiver doesn't know what Aaron wants. I'm not sure this is – Fixable. You you look, you know, we had the relax R-E-L-A-X season with the Packers. We've had slow starts with the Packers where you kind of knew they were going to figure it out. This is the first time they're trying to figure it out without a true number one receiver, maybe without anybody who could even be a number two receiver or a number three receiver for the Vikings. Uh, we're seeing what it means to have a number one receiver, and they don't have it. They do not have it, Jim, um, at all. Uh, you can say, hey, part of this is Aaron Rodgers' fault for you know taking the biggest cap hit in yeah. the history of of the league, and and there is going to be, you know, you, you there's going to be a price to pay when you do that. Um, but I, I guess I still am surprised that it's been this bad for them. I, you know, Aaron Rodgers has made a history out of getting more from less now Devonte adams was obviously great he's had donald driver he's had a few other you know really good receivers over the years um but right now this crew uh it there's not a playmaker among them i mean alan lazard is okay uh but uh easily coverable and the the other guys are too young and 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 so I think that their their only choice is to get Aaron Jones even more involved, and they started to do that last week. But uh, the the lack of talent is jarring, and it I do think it they have reached or crossed a threshold where it's maybe even too underwhelming for Aaron Rodgers to save it, and that's a that's a really uh, bad sign for the rest of their season when their defense has just been okay, when they're supposed to be really good and, and a few other things aren't going their way. Special teams, I don't think has been very good for the Packers either. And, and so I, I keep waiting for them to figure it out, to, to flick that switch and get things going, but it has not happened yet. And man, the Vikings are sitting pretty because of it. They really are. This is the Viking Update Show, part of TalkNorth.com. He's John Krasinski from The Athletic. I'm Jim Suhan from the Star Tribune. Brandon Morton is our producer, as he has been for so many years now. Good Lord, Brandon. Uh, you're going to start looking. One of these days, we're going to look at Brandon. He's going to look like me, and we're going to realize we've been doing this too long. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, StarBank, StarBank.net, the Minnesota State Lottery, Viking Scratch-Off Game Edition, 
and Grain Belt Camo Pack. Uh, thanks also to Head Flyer Brewing for hosting some of our shows. And thank you for listening. Best way to listen, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. You can also follow us on Twitter at Talk North Pod. See the shows as they are released. So the Vikings are 5-1. and one. They get to play a, a middling Arizona team at home on Sunday. And listen, the Cardinals won their last game, but I watched that game too. And uh, <laughs> Kyler Murray looked like – I mean, he basically went after Cliff Kingsbury on the sideline. DeAndre Hopkins had to hold him back. It's not like things have gone smoothly in the desert. No, not at all. And that's – I mean – this thing just keeps on, you know, unfolding very well for the Vikings. Um, you, you you have the Cardinals, then you have the then you go to Washington. Maybe Taylor Heineke is uh, is the the missing link there, and and that'll be a tougher game than than we thought. But right now, I don't I don't think that the Commanders are anything to worry about. Then you get the Bills and the Cowboys and the Patriots who have their own quarterback issues um, and and stuff like that. But I I will go into Sunday's game for them coming off of the bye against an Arizona Cardinals team that just seems unor- unorganized, disorganized, um, uh, underwhelming. They don't have yeah they just, they don't have DeAndre Hopkins. Um, they there's just so much of this stuff that they just look completely uh, discombobulated. And 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 we have heard kind of for a couple of years now, like that Cliff Kingsbury runs it that way and doesn't exactly have great control of the whole operation, but they had seemed to have gotten by on some talent. And right now they don't have that. And so that should be a win on Sunday going to six and one. And then you have the commanders. It's that's a seven and one, I think. And then we'll see what happens at Buffalo and with the Cowboys at home and, and, and that, but man, they're they're looking at the opportunity to really be able to cushion themselves so that if they stub their toe a couple of times um, in November and December, they're okay still because because they've been able to pile up those wins. And you wanted to see the Timberwolves do that um, in 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 their schedule with their easy portion. They have not yet been able to do that. But the Vikings, to their credit, have been taking advantage of it. And if they can just keep playing as well as they are right now, which is not world beater, but finding ways to win late, they're just going to put more and more distance between themselves and the Packers and the Bears and and really looking at that two seed as a realistic uh, goal going in, you know, going into the, the winter, which is a remarkable feat. No doubt about it. Uh and the other thing that is going the Vikings' way is that they have been remarkably healthy, and now they've had a bye week. Uh, yes. And, and that we're a little concerned, like around the time of maybe the Bears game and some of the other uh, games, where it looked like Zaria Smith might be a half-step slow and you're worried about his injuries. But then he played really well at Miami, and now he's had a bye week. Uh, so I just – listen, it's not a perfect team. They have flaws. Uh, they, you know – it's not like we're looking at them going undefeated the rest of the way, but a lot of things are stacking up in their favor, including health. Yeah. I mean, knock on wood, but health has been great for them so far. And um, especially when you have players like Dalvin cook, like Daniil Hunter, like Zadarius Smith uh, that have gone through their, their issues. Eric Hendricks is another one who has had um, issues over the years uh, with staying healthy, but to get, through those first six games and reasonably healthy. And then you do get to that bye. 
I, I feel like the buy came at a good time for them because it, it it just allowed them to to rest up and and they weren't having to rehab any you know, real big injuries over this last week and they didn't have to get into the cryo chamber and try to regenerate some things and uh and, and go that way uh to to get back they just needed to just get a little rest and so they should come out of this looking really and feeling really fresh and 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 poised to go down the stretch here and we'll see how some of these bodies hold up over the next eight to 10 weeks. But um, to see where they are right now and to see that the work that they put in to get themselves to a point where they are they are staying healthy, like that's that's a very good sign. And some of that, I'm sure, is luck, too. Like some of that is just like things have broken their way so far. Uh, but I like what they what I've seen overall from them and you know Kirk Cousins has been very durable throughout his career so you you hope that that stays uh going in the right direction Adam Thielen looks good Justin Jefferson looks good that all it all lines up and if they can just avoid the big injuries that have plagued some of these other teams that's going to give them an advantage and and a leg up in in the division and in the NFC uh, conference as a whole uh the one they've had one Injury of note, and that was Lewis Seen, the number one draft pick, getting hurt. That's a shame. It's, of course, really a shame that uh, he had to go through what he had to go through. Uh, but they might even get Booth back. And, you know, he was a when he was healthy, he was a very dynamic college player. Obviously, injuries have been his main, uh, his main detriment. But he is one of those guys, when you see him working out without pads on the side field, you go, that guy looks like an NFL player. Yeah, for sure. And 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 the the scene injury in particular was really bad. Um, and you absolutely hate to see it, especially from a first round draft pick. What has worked in the Vikings benefit so far is that, you know, they they were not asking a lot from scene. Um, mm-hmm. they, they they had Cam Bynum in the starting role and Cam Bynum kind of won that job. And so so far, uh, while the loss of scene is something that you never want to see. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it didn't take away a starter right now. Um, and maybe over the, the, the length of his career, he, you know, scene will come back and, and be the guy who takes over for Harrison Smith or something like that and, and has a great career and that would be great. Um, but it, it, it wasn't crushing to their immediate goals of winning week to week. Uh, same with Andrew Booth, who, yes, I, I think it has all of the talent in the world. But Cam Dantzler has held his own and had did it all through training camp, uh, all through the offseason, through the preseason. And he has been just solid. Now, getting Booth back would be a big help because you need they're going to need depth in that secondary to uh, to weather whatever storms that are coming over these next couple of months. Um, but uh, when you look at the the guys that they have lost to injury have not been your starting quarterback, uh, your 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 playmakers um, on offense, your biggest leaders on defense. So far, again, knock on wood. So far, they've been able to avoid that, and that's been that's been a big uh, a big help for them. Let's talk about the coach and the quarterback. Uh, both are 
pretty interesting at this juncture. First, I want to let you know that big banks aren't the only ones with mobile apps and convenient financial services. I'd like to tell you about StarBank. StarBank is an independent community bank in Minnesota. They're family-owned and treat customer relationships as a top priority. You're not a customer number at StarBank, and they have no call center. It's just banking out should be should be a throwback to the good days. Mobile app check, convenient services. You got it. Check out StarBank for yourself for deposits and lending solutions. Work the local community bank that cares. StarBank.net. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. And thanks as always to Grain Belt. I get to see their sign looking out my window living in downtown Minneapolis. Grain Belt's Camo Pack. A toast to the hunters from your friends at Grain Belt. May the mornings be clear and the fresh air be crisp. May you find solace in the silence. May the stillness settle your soul. May your long shot stay true. May your heart roam free. May you find what you seek in the fields you stock. May your call to the wild be answered, and at the end of the day, may you share in the thrill of the hunt with your friends. So here's to the eight-pointers and the 12-ouncers. Here's to you and to your thirst for adventure. Bring Grain Belt to the outdoors with our limited-edition premium hunting season pack. This season, enter to win a hunting trip for two to Brown's Hunting Lodge, wherever you can find premium 12- and 24-pack cans. For more information, visit our website at grainbelt.com forward slash hunting dash trip. And an extra shout out to Head Flyer Brewing for hosting some of our shows. Uh, just check them out, Northeast. Uh, great place to hang out. So, uh, you know, O'Connell comes in and the fan base starts, you know, dreaming that he's Sean McVay and, uh, you know, jumping, getting out over their skis, as we say. And O'Connell in early days, you know, sometimes he's a little chippy about what reporters are reporting from, from practice. He would hold press conferences and try his best not to answer questions. And I, so I didn't have anything against him, but I, I was withholding judgment. I will say it feels like he is growing into the role of not just coach, but team spokesman and public figure. I've, I've actually kind of started enjoying his press conferences. Uh, I just think it's a good sign that he seems comfortable. Yeah, I, th- I think the, the way that I would put it, Jim, is I think he's settling in. Yeah. Um, I, I think that early on, you always have an idea of, of what this job is and what it entails and all of these things, but you never just really know what it feels like until you're sitting in that seat. And And I do think that this summer, as you alluded to, I think that there was some adjustment for him about okay, what do I get concerned about? What do I let slide? What's, you know, uh, what's important and what's not? Um, And generally, new coaches err on the side of trying to control things a little bit more, of, of, of really trying to put their thumb on the scale and, and influence things. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And I don't even think it was a case of it didn't work for O'Connell. I just think it was a case of, him just really getting a feel for the job. And I do think that one of the benefits to the early success that the Vikings are having, and we've talked on this show about how it helps them, uh, how it helps Kevin O'Connell with the players and how it helps him earn their trust and belief and faith and all of the things that you need in a long football season. So that has been a big help to it, but the benefit, another side benefit of a five and one start and having some success is it allows the head coach to breathe a little bit. And no one is saying that he is taking this for granted and, 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 and resting or, 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 or anything like that. He's still going to be ultra intense and he's still going to be preparing and all of these things, but 
you realize when you are winning um, that there are certain things that you don't have to obsess over. And then there are certain things that you do and you can be a little more comfortable in your own skin, in what you're sharing and what you're doing and how you're speaking for the team and how you're sort of messaging and, and all of those things. And so, yeah, I think gradually as this season has gone on, he is starting to open up a little bit more. Um, maybe, uh, taking things just slightly less seriously and, and trying to have a little fun with things and, and just being more comfortable. And I think that's always a good thing. I think that the more authentic that you can be in those situations, generally the better. Maybe Zimmer was a little too authentic sometimes, but uh, he, it, it, it resulted in a, in a good long run here uh, for him as a coach. And I think that as O'Connell just settles into it there and he, and 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 understands and gets a feel for things, I think he's going to be even more effective as a leader of this program. And you're starting to see that kind of come through here. Now let's talk about the quarterback. Uh, Kirk Cousins is not having a spectacular statistical season. Obviously, this offense has bogged down in second and third quarters more often than it should. But uh, Cousins, once again, has been durable at a position where so many quarterback injuries ruin seasons and he has been generally clutch and he seems to be loosening up a little bit too, in terms of being a guy who, who seems like his teammates can, can have fun with him. And, you know, I don't know where I would rank him among other quarterbacks at this moment. I know in the off season, I saw a bunch of uh, rankings by people I either people I respect or statisticians who I think uh, do a very representative job and cousins would always come in around 14th or something like that. My, without really getting too deep into the weeds in this, my, my sense is that cousins is probably better right now than the 14th uh, best starting quarterback, just because of the way he has managed this team. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do think that uh, at least right now, trying to, we don't want to get too caught up in the results, but it's a results oriented business. And mm -hmm. for a long time, Kirk Cousins has not won uh, enough to earn that respect of being closer to a, a top 10 quarterback. Um, but this year he is finding ways to win late games and he is winning them. Like it's not, you know, it's not a case where uh, they're winning in spite of Kirk Cousins. Uh, they're winning because of him in late games. And so he deserves that credit. I also agree with you that, you know, just seeing him, you know, put uh, Justin Jefferson's chain on or joke about the shirts that he's wearing. He seems to be embracing kind of the nerd quarterback kind of vibe and and just the the characterization. And I think when you embrace that, it's harder for people to laugh at you um, that way. And, 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 and it's hard for people to nitpick when you just like you lean into it. And that's what Kirk Cousins is doing right now. He's leaning into his quirks. He's leaning into his personality. And I think that that is, that's going a long way. Uh, I still do want to see him beat a good team. I like, I yeah. want to see that happen. Um, but, but the, the final point that I'll make on, on, on Kirk is that I do see, he, he does seem to have more command of this offense and he and Kevin O'Connell have talked a lot about how much that they uh, work together on the game plans, how much input that Kirk cousins has into what's installed 
every week and what he feels good about and what he doesn't. And you can just see him even at the line of scrimmage, maybe with a little more authority to change a play, to, to kind of go with his gut and what he feels and what he sees. And I think, I think that that has been empowering for Kirk Cousins with the way that Kevin O'Connell has uh, worked with him and, and brought him into the the whole apparatus of game planning and and things like that. I think that Cousins probably feels like he has more ownership of this offense this season than he has ever had in his Vikings career. And I think that that is paying dividends right now and 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 helping him be comfortable, be confident. And and that's a good place for a quarterback to be. I think the talk of culture in sports getting to be overdone uh, and sometimes it's done in a self-congratulatory way instead of being a realistic thing. But I will, I will say that, uh, that Cousins embracing the nerd stuff, I think that's a really good way for him to play this. You know, mm-hmm. it, it brings him down to, the, to his teammates' level. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think it actually does help things out a lot. I think O'Connell's personality does help that. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's probably a good thing to not have your, your quarterback, your franchise quarterback, know that his head coach hates his guts. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, and I think that – Sometimes over the years with Kirk Cousins in press conferences, you have sort of wondered like, who, who really is this guy? Like what, what really makes him tick? Like, what does he mean? What is he thinking? And, and, And that doesn't help him. Um, I'll go like, I'll go way back a little bit. Um, and, and, and I'll try and, and, and make a connection to it, but it's like it's like the movie Eight Mile, and Eminem is the is the rapper, and he's in it, and um, and he gets into these rap battles, and uh, he goes into the final final rap battle against the tough guy, um, and one of the best in the business, and or in the town, and um, and so he go he t- decides to go first in the battle, and he says, you know what? I am white. I am poor. My, my mom is sleeping with my friend. Like, and so he, he uses all of the criticisms that would be levied against him in this battle, you know, and, and he, and he flips them on his head and, and, and he embraces them. And so then the other guy has nowhere to go. And that's kind of like, that's Kirk Cousins in a different way is that he's saying, yeah, I, I am a nerd. Like I do, have um I, I do have a worldview that might be different than yours. I'm gonna make fun of myself for it so that you can't make fun of me for it. And one thing about an NFL locker room, Jim, that you know as well as anyone is these players prey on weakness. Um these players uh can can see what our your insecurities are and they go right after them. And so if Kirk Cousins can use this where he is not your stereotypical big big man on campus, super cool guy, um, you know, leader of the pack kind of quarterback, and 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 he embraces those quirks and those and those things that might be viewed as weaknesses if he was sheepish about them, if he tried to uh, argue against them. Um, if he tried to dismiss them, um, that, that could go the other way and it could really compromise his ability to lead that group. But how can you get mad at a guy saying, yeah, 
this shirt that I wear looks terrible, but if Justin Jefferson wore the same shirt, everyone would be wearing it. And that's funny and that's that shows a self-awareness and and no one can can say anything about that. So um I, I I think that's just it's a really important approach that Cousins has taken and it's been it's been really effective so far. Yeah, it's just a shame that he lost the, his uh, Dockers endorsement because he thought <laughs> Dockers were too flashy. Yes, that's a that's a real problem. He's going to have to reevaluate and go go find something else to fill the uh, the financial burden that's now on his shoulders. All right, let's do our meaningless pick. What's your meaningless pick? Vikings against Cardinals on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I I I I've, I'm a little bit worried, Jim, that I'm starting to trust this team, um, and that's usually a fool's errand when it comes to covering this team and following them. Uh, but I, I just feel really good about them coming out of a bye. I think that they will have a good game plan, especially offensively against a team that is struggling, that is maybe not very well coached. Um, I, I do think that the Kyler Murray dynamic against this defense is going to be a challenge. They have had trouble with athletic quarterbacks and Kyler Murray is athletic as athletic as they come. But ultimately I just think that, the stability and the infrastructure of the Vikings is going to win the day here and they're going to come out of it. I'll just say, I mean, I see, I feel like I say the same score every, every week, but it's, it's, it feels pretty close all the time. So I'm going to say 27, 21 Vikings uh, on Sunday. Uh, well, I'm right there with you. I think, listen, Kyler Murray could go nuts. He is mm-hmm. a remarkable talent. He's a remarkable runner. He can make big plays throwing downfield. He's got DeAndre Hopkins back. Uh, and I don't think the Vikings have a single corner who can really play Hopkins straight up. So they're going to have to double team or keep a safety over the top, which opens up other things. So it, this is not an easy matchup. But I do trust the Vikings, uh, and once again, as you said, uh, at my own peril, I trust the Vikings to win this one. And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go with the theme that they keep on winning close games. They come right down to the wire. So I'll go Vikings 27, Cardinals 23. Uh, I'm sure we will both be wrong, but that's why we make picks just to just to demonstrate that we <laughs> that nobody should ever bet on sports. Uh, but <laughs> it, it's it, it is interesting. I mean, the Vikings have not beaten a good considering the Packers are three and four and a mess. The Vikings have not beaten a good team this year. But right, it is interesting it, to watch them survive week after week. Yeah, it, well, and that's where I I mean you have to give them credit because the Packers. It's not like they've played a murderer's row yet either they're like they're 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 playing bad teams or or mediocre teams the jets the commanders they're losing these games um some so far uh the vikings are playing mediocre teams and they're winning and that's all you can ask them to do right now is play the schedule would you like to see them blow some of these teams out and look really impressive probably um i really do think uh that that would be the the ultimate but in, in the interim i think that it is possible that they are still figuring themselves out and if they can pile up wins while they are figuring themselves out and then maybe they do find another gear going into november into december now all of a sudden they become dangerous so we'll we'll find out here soon enough if all they're doing is be beating up on uh on weak opponents or if this is a team that really is coming together but in the interim they're doing exactly what they need to do. They're getting these wins and, and moving forward. And that is something that the Green Bay Packers cannot say right now. 
Thanks to Star Bank. Thanks to the Minnesota State Lottery, Grain Belt Camel Pack. Thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. Again, follow us on Twitter at TalkNorth. These shows as they are released. You can also check out John on the John Krasinski Show, the creatively named John Krasinski Show, breaking down the Timberwolves in the NBA. Uh, thanks to everyone who listens. We do appreciate it. We'll be back next week to set up the Taylor Heineke. I, I, it, <laughs> I was trying to say the Heineke uh, revenge game, but I couldn't really get my brain to, to say that out loud. <laughs> so my brain interrupted me. Uh, well, we'll, get, we'll be back next week to talk more about the Vikings.